You are about to experience an aha moment with Ancestress Radio. Hello, thank you for tuning in. My name is Lachelle, also known as Ancestress. It's been quite some time since I've uploaded an episode. The last episode I believe I uploaded was May. Um, It wasn't that I wasn't uploading episodes. The episodes I was uploading just wasn't being heard. So I had to get a new microphone thanks to my sister. Thank you. Uh, And so here we are. I decided to revamp Ancestress Radio. Uh, If you've been listening, you know that the first few episodes are focused on my life and my marriage and things I've gone through within that time period. Um, But when I was looking at my replays, a lot of my replays were on my meditations and gaslighting and trauma and addiction. So I've decided to stay within that realm of thought and um, focus on those kind of things. Excuse me. I've also launched AncestressTherapeutics.com, which is an online therapy center where we specialize in cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, which is basically talk therapy. We specialize in past life regression. We specialize in hypnotherapy. We specialize in Reiki therapy. And we specialize, of course, in grief recovery, which is what started it all. Um, <clears throat> today, I am going to answer an email I got from someone who asked me how they could handle their anxiety during this pandemic and my response to them well how would you handle it before the pandemic because whatever you were doing before the pandemic you can still do now um so let's jump right in uh let's talk about worry first worry tends to be quite specific and focus on the thoughts in our heads we might worry about a meeting we've got coming up or we might worry about a flight we have to take. Worry tends to cause mild distress and feels like a proportionate response to our situation. That is not anxiety. Uh, The words stress, worry, and anxiety get thrown around and mixed up quite a bit. Uh, Speaking of stress, stress is our body's short-term response to a worry in order to help us pull through it. Um, I'm speaking, I'm trying to speak slower because I was told that I kind of rush through um, when I'm talking and it's not on purpose. I've talked fast my whole life. So I'm not like, there's nothing wrong and I'm not, I don't think you guys are idiots. I just, I'm trying to be receptive of the information that was given to me so that I can and um, use it in a way that is helpful to others. So, so to speak. So as I was saying, stress is our body's short-term response to worry in order to help us pull through it. Whether that means pulling an all-nighter to hit a deadline or being super alert when something like we're doing something like driving in the snow or running from a moose. I don't know, running from something dangerous. You never know. I said moose. I don't know. There, I don't. I can't. You people. I guess. I guess happens. People. I guess somewhere, somewhere, where moose are prevalent, people run from them. I don't know the plural for moose. I guess it's moose. It's not meese. So <laughs> I guess it's moose. Um, I'm sorry. And then there's anxiety. Now, anxiety. It's a word, like I said, is often misused. It is technically a 
mental health disorder that we feel throughout our bodies, not just in our heads. Uh, it tends to be more generalized than worry, so we might feel anxious about traveling or social situations. Unlike worry, anxiety tends to cause more severe distress and feels less rational. So um, let's start off with what I know to be true. Um, our anxiety comes to tend from what we're thinking, what we think, we feel, and what we feel we act upon. So it really is important to self-regulate, uh, self-regulate your thoughts. So you might hear that and go, it's easier said than done. Well, you're correct because we can't help what we think. You could be thinking anything. You could see a attractive person walking down the street and you could be with your spouse and you could be like, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. And, you know, your thought is that that person's attractive. However... What you think, like I said, it pops into your head. But what we do with that self-regulation, we're self-regulating thoughts, is, <clears throat> yeah, he cute, but I am not gonna. Nope, I'm not gonna go over there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go over there. I'm definitely not gonna respond. I'm not gonna do none of that. That's you self-regulating. Now, if your thoughts are, if your thought pops into your head, hey, he cute, and you going over there and start doing some stuff, then well, you ain't self-regulated enough. Unless it's what you want to do, of course. So, self-regulation. It's about what we're thinking and how we respond to what we're thinking. We have, uh, on average, between 50,000 and 80,000 thoughts per day. I know you hear that and be like, nah. But if you think about it, it's true. Um Right now, while I'm doing this podcast, I'm thinking about what I have to make for dinner tonight. It's Friday, so I'm thinking about what I'm going to make for breakfast tomorrow. I'm thinking about the fact that I have... Oh, guys, I have a meditation class I'm getting ready to start selling on um, Udemy. Uh, and I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about how many more episodes I have to record. I am also thinking about my mother who's coming over to mom, my uncle who's coming over to mom, my aunt who's coming over to mom, my cousin who's coming over to mom. I am also thinking about the fact that I now have so many pets in my house and I have to make sure that when you come in the house, you don't smell the pets. So, I mean, that's just an example of what thoughts, how many thoughts travel through your mind while you're in the midst of doing something because I'm still thinking about those things while I'm recording this. So it depends on what you're feeding yourself. What, what thoughts are you feeding you? If all you're thinking about is negative things, such as, I will never be able to achieve my goals. Well, if you think in it, then you're going to feel it. And then you're going, that self-limiting belief is going to make your actions your actions, your actions, self uh, limited. You're going to be limited on your actions because you're already thinking it. You think it, you feel it, you act on it. So what I like to do is give my clients that I talk to about their anxiety uh, a few exercises. Um, one is the four count of breath. You breathe in, you count to four in your head. You hold it to three, four. You exhale two, three, four, hold again, two, three, four, 
or you breathe in again, two, three, one, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, and again, until you start to come back to yourself. Um, another one I like to give, and I do this quite regularly with my mom, um, when she's in the middle of anxiety attack, it is, what five things can you see? What four things can you hear? What three things can you smell? What two things can you touch? And then you take one big breath. Um, and then that's just, it sounds simple. These are very, very simple things you can do. Um, and they are simple things. So if it sounds simple, it's because it is. Um, and it helps bring you back to a space of awareness to where you are. Because like I said, your thoughts, you act on them. You feel them, you act on them, and then you're, you know, you're all discombobulated. Especially if you're only thinking about something in the future. You're catastrophizing, which means you're only thinking about what could go wrong I think that I might have cancer and this is not a slight to anyone who's gone through cancer or lost someone to cancer believe me um no I'm just saying that if you are sitting around thinking about it and you have no idea that you have it then you're catastrophizing if you read an article on tv I mean read an article on the internet and now all of a sudden you think you have one symptom of it and you're thinking that you have it you're catastrophizing which won't help anyone so stop doing that um, another one I give them is when they are overwhelmed to do a list that can help them find clarity, including everything big and small. And then they strike through the unimportant ones and then tackle the simplest task first. Um, and that's a quick way to restore your sense of control. I know it, I guess, I guess it sounds simple. I don't have a lot of, um, big ticket items I pull out for helping people with anxiety. It's very simple. We keep journals. You know, um, I know people hear journaling and think, oh, that's childish, but it's really not. You know, you journal down what you're feeling. You journal everything, everything that you're feeling in that moment. You journal it down and it gives you a way to release that tension because that tension builds up in your body. That pressure builds up and that's part of the anxiety. Really, it builds up and, you know, you're in this fight or flight mode. And so you start to write things down and it starts to ease it out. You get that. You give it a voice. You give what you're feeling a voice, even if it's just journaling. If you, okay. And you can give it a voice. I tell them that too. If you have to scream out loud, scream, ah, scream, it helps, you know, um, don't scream in public though. You might scare someone. So I'm just saying, but if you do, you know, if that helps, then do it. Um, you can free your mind. Let's, but that's what I was saying. Free your mind by, you know, journaling. Just went over that. Uh, now, another one I like to do is uh, negative self-talk. Self-talk is basically like I just said. I will never amount to anything. I will always. I will never cope. I will. I will never cope. I will never be what I need to be. All that is negative self-talk. So what you do is you. Uh, it's a thought police is what I tell clients, but you could do it anything really. You could picture it as a chip on your shoulder. You got to keep knocking it off, you know, but I, boop, 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 boop. That's the police siren. And you know, you, um, you, you think about uh, thought police, thought police here, thought police. Again, it sounds simple and it may even sound childish to some, but it actually does help. So, um, we could also do, now, it's another one I give my clients. I tell them to relax and think about and envision what they want their, their life to look like versus where it is now. And the moment they're envisioning what they want their life to look like, hold that. 
hold that vision and hold that in emotion that comes with that vision. So if you want your life to be you living in Hawaii with a wolf by your side and, you know, on a cliff of a waterfall and everything is great, then envision that. And hold that emotion that comes with it. And it helps bring you back to a space of normalcy. It helps you figure out what's important in those moments. Because sometimes we just are. Sometimes we just out here and we just thinking and thinking and constantly thinking and constantly thinking, 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 thinking. And we drive ourselves up a wall. So yes, that's one of the things I give my clients to do. Envision something great. Envision their life where they want it to be. And it, it sometimes it could be something simple as you could be smoking. It ain't even got to be like nothing long term. Like a house in Hawaii with a wolf on a cliff of a waterfall with beautiful flowers running, you know, in your garden. No, it don't have to necessarily be that. It could be you smoking a blunt. And this is not me promoting drug use. I'm just saying if that's your happy place, go there. Think about it. Go when I get home, I am going to smoke 10 blunts. Again, not promoting drug use. Just saying, if that is your happy space, put yourself in that mind frame. Feel that emotion and bring yourself back to you. Now, we're going on 13 minutes. You know, I don't typically go this long, so I'm going to try to tie this up really quickly. Um, an unfocused mind is an anxious one. So, train your brain to focus on a simple action. If you're sitting at, if you're sitting in your house and you're starting to get anxious, pick up a piece of chocolate and focus on that piece of chocolate and how it feels in your hand and how it feels in your mouth, how it feels going down your throat, how that sensation makes you feel. I'm not trying to be sexual here. So if it turns into something sexual, please understand that it's not. I'm just asking you to understand the feeling of that chocolate in your mouth, on your tongue, on your throat. Focus on that. And it will bring you back to self. It will bring you back to self. It, it just happens. You know, it happens. I've done it. I've eaten a piece of candy, a piece of mango, actually, a few days ago. I was really anxious about something, this meditation class I'm giving, um, because I don't want it to be like too long. And I was thinking like, oh my God, maybe I've gotten too many episodes. It's 30 days of mindfulness. But you know, I was thinking about it and um, I was eating a piece of mango and I had to focus, I had to bring myself back to self and focus on a piece of mango. I had to focus on a piece, how I felt in my hand, I had to focus how I felt in my mouth going across my lips. And then I had to focus on how I felt chewing it. I had to focus on how I felt going down my throat. Again, not trying to be sexual, just honestly, this helps. It really does. I ain't saying it always has to be chocolate or mango. It could be a burger, whatever. Focus on what's in front of you and use that to come back to self so that you can get out of the anxious thought that you're having. Just immerse yourself in your senses and let everything else pass you by. Um, I hope I didn't go over that too quickly, guys. If I did, please let me know and I'll re-record and I'll try to speak slower. Um, if you guys can't hear me, please let me know. If you, of course, if you can't hear me, you're not going to hear me say that. So, um, but, you know, yes, thank you for tuning in to Ancestress Radio. Thank you guys for being a wonderful audience. Thank you guys for the ones who have written me, asking me, or emailed me, asking me, where the heck 
is the next episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you for constantly replaying the episodes that you love. It is appreciated. I am so grateful for you guys. I am grateful to be welcome into your space, and I am grateful to have you in mind. You know, you guys have a great day. You rock. You're awesome. And please, if you have any questions, if you ever want to talk on the radio, if you ever want to talk on the podcast, if you ever have something you want to talk about, please email me at ancestorsradio at gmail.com or Lachelle Mack, L-A-S-H-E-L-L-E-M-A-C-K at ancestorstherapeutics.com. Um, anyway, you guys have a great day. Mwah, you're loved.